Welcome to Mentally Untable Adventures, Episode 55, Dread Beneath a Metal Sky, Session 1, Episode 1. Oh, this podcast may contain bad language, crude humor, and graphic violence, and it, in general is not fit for, hu- for human com- cons- consumption. Well, it was October, and that meant dread. We ended up having so many people, we had to run two towers, so I pulled out an old favorite, Beneath a Metal Sky. I took the newbies in the other room. Let's see how they did, shall we? Enjoy the show. Well, welcome, the crew of the Devora. Introduce yourselves to one another, particularly with all the details that, you know, the other people on your crew would definitely know about you. Uh, starting with your uh, captain. I believe the name is Rabina Talvert. That's true. That's what you want to know. Well, I would say that the fact that your uh, leadership style is extremely kind and empathic is how you would describe it, I think. This is true. That, that is something your crew would definitely know about you, is that you yeah. are exceedingly kind and empathic. I'm exceedingly kind and empathic, however... I do value truth and honesty, and so if you're lying or that kind of thing, it's not going to work. If you're keeping stuff from the rest of us, it's not going to work. This ship works because we are all of one mind and on the same page versus going off in our own little ways. Um... What's your uh, visual aesthetic like? Uh, how do you like to dress? Um, I know how your room is decorated. Do you it's also kind of dress the same, yeah, kind in of. sort of a uh, leather Victorian steampunk? Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's kind of the, the mood. Well, that except for the arm. Except right? for the arm. The whole bi- like bionic type arm thing. Right, your cybernetic, cybernetic arm. Cybernetic arm. Not... Yeah. yeah, that thing is impressive, isn't it? It is pretty impressive. I, I bulked that one up. It, it, a lot of money, I get the sense, has gone... A lot of money. ...into that Because I'm arm. the captain, it's not like I'm just a navigator. Right, this is where you're reinvesting like all of your profits from this venture. Is, <laughs> it's going into making that arm the sweet, sweet machine sweet that machine. it is. Yeah. Uh, it Do you is, want me to describe it a little bit? I don't know. Has, has your crew seen it in action, probably? Well, they see what they they see that it has a computer. It's right, got right. like the screen on on onboard on mounted computer. Mounted computer. Um, it also has some uh, defensive capabilities. If I'm it not, does uh, have mistaken. some defensive capabilities. Have um, you ever had to use those in front of your crew? Uh, probably, because so. I feel like I've had this arm for a little while. You probably have. Yeah. And so, like the new model, like I can shoot fire at things and kind of an Edward Scissorhand like knives. Flamethrower and knives. Yeah, so the the captain is well armed. Well armed. <laughs> <laughs> Self defense. Uh, yeah, funny. Very funny. Very really funny. All right. Otherwise, yeah, kind of. All right, captain. And you guys, uh, your ship, uh, you go around. You're a, you're a salvage operation. Is that correct? Yeah, we're, we kind of. <laughs> that's kind of how we make our way. We kind of go and salvage and scavenge old decrepit ships and just So a big old derelict want. ship is the best thing you've ever seen. Yes. It's, Look at that beauty. It's, it's huge. It's a good thing. You know how much stuff we can get out of there? Yeah. 
Alright, let's go to the Navigator next, because you're next on my list. Uh, that's Chief Navigator Ooh. of the Devora, Benedict Falstrom. Uh, just to be clear, the, um, the Devora is an extremely small ship. Uh, you three are the only crew. Yeah. Okay, just, just so no, we're all... No, he's, uh, like... Yeah. Yep. Um, right. So, so, so that's entirely a vanity plate, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. And Excellent. That kind of stems from the fact that he has prior military service. He does, but never actually made it to the rank of head navigator of any ship he'd ever been on. Inferiority complex, much. And uh, much in the same way that, like today, how they take people out of the you know out of the military for like, oh, you're not of sound mind. That's kind of what happened to Benedict. He had and, some issues came up. And uh, so it was more of a, like, this is about the only job he could find. And that was by omission of a, a lot of the facts of his, like... So Benedict. Yeah, so got kind of a superiority complex going on. Well, there was that time you picked a fight with a Wookiee and got your arm yeah, literally ripped off. literally ripped off. If I mean, I obviously wouldn't have tried to apprehend him. The scars are very impressive, though. Well, they, yeah. they did manage to reattach them. But. Right. Do you have full use of them? Yes. My, my arms are perfectly fine. I just happen to have a scar. Maybe every once in a while it causes a problem. Well, I, But you could also attribute that to I'm getting there in age. He is 47 years old, so, so he's... And, it, like, back back in my prime, I was showing respect, but that, that just doesn't happen anymore. Um, as far as, like, the people I work with, <laughs> I, I don't really trust the captain of the Devorah. She's too soft on everyone. Does it, I'm much more used to it. You're used to military discipline. Yeah, She's awful soft for a captain. Right. It, it, uh, it unnerves what you. Think. And uh, here's a quick question for you: Were you aboard the Devora at the time of your divorce and/or slash restraining order, or was that before you became part of this crew? I think that was probably before. Okay. I'm fairly new to the Devora. Okay. So, do they know that you used to be married? Uh. Would you have asked? Do you, do you like, ever do you ever talk about your ex-wife or like the maybe incidents? like muttering under my breath at times? But like okay, maybe so, we've gotten the idea that he had an ex-wife, right. but we don't know. They're aware about there it. is an ex-wife, but they don't know the details. When you look at Benedict, he looks like a, a man who's like starting to show his age and definitely trying to combat age, but losing that fight. Okay. So he still like tries to dress up and be like have everything just military tight, but. His body is no longer what you would consider military tight anymore. Yep. All right. Anything else you feel like uh, contributing? Um. Uh, like I said, Sylvie knows that I happens to know that I did uh, sneak an old service revolver or repeating pistol on board, as you know, should be able to defend yourself. At any point, and be ready for anything. But given the the captain's kind of soft approach to things, did not think. Plus, along with my background, I mean, probably wouldn't have been too okay with me having a gun. 
there have been issues in my military career. <laughs> back to that. I'm really not feeling good about him having a gun. Good thing I don't know. Kind of, or... What's that? Back to that slightly unsound mind bit. A little bit. He's prone to set up uh, shooting ranges, which it would, would be fine, but when you're on basically a vacuumed ship... Probably not the best idea. So, like, when I wrote this, I was like, with a next to impeccable mortality rate. <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. Um, things that you would... Um, trying to think if there's anything else that you guys wouldn't know. I think we got a pretty clear view. Yeah, you, you get the basis of the basis, who yeah. he is. Seems like an old punk. An old punk. I was thinking like ex-military midlife crisis. Yeah, but yeah. I call most That's kind of what I was going for. He's going through a divorce, <laughs> and at the same like same yeah, woman that he di- that divorced him also put a restraining order on him. Oh man! But instead of like joining a garage band or something or buying a Corvette, yeah. I'm gonna go into space. This crew and go into yeah. space. And- Awesome. Well, um, so my turn then? Mm-hmm. Do I need to wait till he comes back, or wait? No, he's read your thing. He knows everything. Okay. So, my my name is Sylvanie, but everybody calls me Sylvie. I don't have a last name. That's okay. We really talk about to talk about. Um, you guys know that I'm not fully human. I'm an amphibious humanoid. And the, the giveaway is that I have gills behind my ears. And it's a little weird for me being in space because, I mean, you like water is sort of a, a shortage. But since I'm practically human, I can be out in the water okay, but I'd rather be at home, like, doing something in my home world. But due to certain circumstances, I hopped aboard this ship about a year ago and signed a year-long contract, basically. To serve with you guys, if that makes sense mm-hmm. with what you're thinking, and then um, I'm pretty brash, borderline obnoxious. I don't necessarily think before I speak or act. So I've gotten into a few scrapes that you guys have had to bail me out of, and you kind of tolerate it, but you're getting kind of sick of it. Okay. So. Um, but because of like my species or, or my um because of who I am, I'm pretty strong. I can hold my breath for a really long time and I'm very agile, so I do a lot of like sneaking into little corners and stuff Good to salvage things and stuff. So that's something that I definitely do well. I'm being in space holding my breath for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't do me a lot of good in the long run, but it's a thing. Um, Your name once more? Sylvie. Or Sylvanie, but Sylvanie. Sylvie. Yeah. Alright. So with that, the Devorah is uh, gliding up to this uh, uh, very large ship. This is a much, much larger ship uh, than yours. Um, this is actually quite a catch uh, for you guys. Um, you 
are able to uh, uh, catch the serial number off the side of the ship, and you see that uh, bringing up the standard uh, records, uh, you can see that the, this is the ISS Albrecht, uh, and it's been in operation for a couple of years, and it was uh, last known to be a uh, cataloging and exploration uh, vessel. Hmm. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Transport ship. Mm. Colonists. Mm. Transporting colonists to outlying areas is, it's, is what it currently is supposedly doing. So that's all the standard records brings up as you silently approach. Where are the three of you as you approach? Are you all sort of up in the cockpit area where you can see, or... Uh... Yeah. I feel yeah, that we are, yeah. I assume you're at the helm? Yep. I'm kind of lurking in the background, waiting for someone to tell me to go get something. <laughs> the gopher. Okay. Captain, the boat is yours. What do you do? I feel like I'm just kind of standing there in, like, behind... Watching as we're going. Okay. Uh, have you told him to dock with the vessel yet, or are you guys still uh, examining it from the outside? I think we're kind of examining. Okay. Uh, Captain, we're approaching the ISS Albrecht. Would you like me to do a fly around before docking? Yes. Alright, so we're doing a one pass. Okay, so you do a one pass around. Um, Looking at the... Ex- Actually, why don't you make me a pull, pilot? A what? A pull from the tower to oh, yeah. pilot the ship in a nice tight arc around the Albrecht without uh, any incidents. Fabulous. You tootle around, uh, avoiding any uh, uh, debris uh, floating nearby, but uh, from the looks of things, a quick visual inspection shows that there's no uh, exterior damage uh, to be seen, uh, so you're not sure if there's uh, uh, anything. Any there's no obvious physical reason why this ship is floating out here like this. Uh, you would expect this ship should be uh, under power and uh, moving, and uh, it's just kind of out here adrift. Dock the ship. All right. Uh, pulling the Devora up to the. ISS Albrecht to you pull up to the docking clamps. Go ahead and make me another pull. As you do. Uh-huh. Very nice. You managed to pull up just beautifully alongside the Albrecht and engage the uh, automatic docking clamps. It was, a, it was a little more difficult than it normally is because normally there's someone on the on the other end guiding you uh, to the connection, so you kind of had to do it all by yourself. But you managed just fine as you hear the sound of docking clamps engaged. Good job. So who normally goes aboard? Everybody. Do it all together. Small crew. Yep. So when you uh, go go onto uh, derelict vessels, uh, do you wear any sort of special equipment? 
Maybe like a breathing, derelict, so breathing I mean, apparatus in case there's. We have lightweight breathing apparatuses. Okay, light, light, light uh, breathing units. But other than that, uh, you normally you don't go like in full spacesuits or anything like that. No. Okay. Alrighty. Excellent. Do you have? Does your ship have uh, some sort of uh, sensor unit that can tell you uh, what the conditions are like on the other side? I feel it does. I feel our ship's pretty advanced for being a smaller vessel. Seems seems appropriate. Um, why don't you make me a pull to uh, pull up the readout of uh, what's on the other side? Since you're the one that they're constantly sending first. You're the one who's most concerned with it, usually. You bring up the, uh, the scanning unit and it indicates... Um, Derelict interior. Temperature. 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Current conditions. Oxygen low, but survivable. Current conditions. Artificial gravity disabled. Warning. High levels of radiation. Before we leave, we have to change our suits. <laughs> you guys have radiation suits? Yeah. Awesome. Make me a pull to make sure you have those in stock. Did those get damaged the last time? I don't no. remember. Oh, yeah, there they are. You guys are all able to uh, throw on sort of a jumpsuit uh, that goes on over your normal stuff that's uh, uh, radiation shielded. So that should uh, save you from most of the effects. It's 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 not like oh my god we're going to die if we're in there for five minutes kind of radiation. It's more like the this is bad for your long term health if you wander around in here for yeah. a long time. But, Sporadic bouts of radiation. Right, what are our radiation suits like? Are they pretty loose or are they like really confining? They're kind of like. I just got a picture of us like with the the smocks they give you for being in an X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> just like that's all we could afford is these smocks that you just throw over Let your body. Let it no, yeah. no, no. I feel no, they're like, a little better. Than I feel that. like they're even they're pretty advanced. They're like surfers wear like a bodysuit, like that kind of thing. Okay, okay. almost like a neoprene. Like yeah. a neoprene type thing, but it's yep. a different, obviously a right. different thing. Right. Different than that, but yeah. It, so if, if it's it's if it's nice and tight, it's like you actually have to you all actually have to go back to your individual bunks and to change because you got to you got to put that on now underneath your normal kit. Tire, that's, yeah. that's, I grab a sweatshirt while I'm at it. Thirty four degrees Fahrenheit is pretty no, these, chilly. These suits are pretty good. We have heavy suits. Okay. Yeah, you, you dress for the occasion. Sweater. It'll be chilly, but you'll be all right. Grab sweaters, etc. Alrighty. So now that you're outfitted with uh, warm clothes and radiation suits, you uh, go ahead and pop the airlock, yes? Yes. So, uh, engaging the airlock as you cross over the umbilical, the, the first thing that you notice uh, is that the air inside the Albright is full of... It's like a dust. It's like a like fine kind of silvery gray like 
There's like mm -hmm. dust particles floating everywhere, as well as other things floating because, as indicated, the artificial gravity, gravity. is off. So you are now floating down the the uh, docking collar hallway on the Albrecht. Where are you trying to go? From the as you reach the edge of the docking collar, you reach sort of a T intersection. Um, that indicates the cargo hold is to your left and the crew's quarters are to your right. Uh, there was also an indication that there is an elevator to the right, <coughs> leading to upper levels of the ship. Um. Gravity's out, but. Gravity is out. Is there any indication that there is still power? Um, only emergency lights okay. are lit, so uh, you feel like that there may be power, but if there is, it's it's like sort of in like some sort of emergency standby, um, maybe an extreme extreme low power. You know, obviously life support is not not uh, functioning up to snuff if it's this cold. Although, given the fact that it's not exactly freezing yet, you think that maybe life support is functioning in some like minimal way, like it's. Trying to keep the place survivable but not comfortable. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is this is probably fairly fairly consistent with a ship that has gone into a low power standby mode uh, due to some sort of emergency that it is attempting to conserve what power it has left. So our main goal on this ship is to find stuff to take back with us, valuables, etc. And so I think we're going to go to the cruise quarter first. Cruise quarters first. Alright. To see if they left anything. Alright. Might give me an indication of whose vessel this was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. You guys usually just follow along? Yep. Alright. <laughs> you guys head down the hallway towards the cruise quarters. Um, navigation is... Uh, difficult but manageable. Uh, you know, with no gravity, you're able to, you know, sort of bounce off the walls properly. And let's see. Da -da 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 -da. Sorry, I just want to go through my list again. Check a couple of things. Um, do you have your little item of contraband on you? I do. Okay. Just At all times, ever ready. Okay. Just good. That's. There's a reason why ships like this go derelict, and the ones that I'm on never do. I think to make it down to the cruise quarters, I think I need the two of you each to make a pull. All right. Uh, maneuvering in zero G is uh, difficult. Um, it's much so much closer to maneuvering underwater, uh, and you find it not as difficult as they do. Oh dear God! <sighs> oh yes! You make it down the. <laughs> Be careful, that's how I died one time. That's what I heard. <laughs> I fixed it for you. OC OCD will kill you every time. That's <laughs> <laughs> me every time. So as you make it down to the cruise quarters, uh, you can see 
Um, this place has been sort of just ransacked. I mean, there's stuff floating everywhere. You don't know how much of that, I guess, could be just attributed to just things starting to float in zero-G, but um, you definitely notice, like, um, wrappers and packaging and things, like, from food and things like that, just sort of floating uh, almost all of it empty. Um, those personal effects, things that you would think that if they were abandoning a ship, they would have taken that with them. You know, just things that seem weird to leave behind. Like photos and... Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if they had had time and did a, did a proper abandoned ship, you would not have thought that these things would be left behind. Um, Captain, if... I mean, if we continue to find nobody on board, instead of just ransacking what we can out of the cargo bay... The crew's quarters. What's to stop us from salvaging the entire ship? As I mean, as long as we can get power back online, if we can get it back. That's know. a hell of a payout. However, we don't know what kind of damage the ship has. Oh, if we got to the helm, we'd be able to run diagnostics and determine how extensive the damage is and what kind of damage it is. Suddenly, your radio crackles to life. Real weak transmission. Can't make it out. That's beautiful static, by the way. That is beautiful static. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I I worked on it a lot. You think with that fancy computer of yours, you might be able to clean up the transmission a, a little bit. Uh, you're not sure if you can get it get it perfectly clear, but you might be able to catch a few bits. You know, if you make mm-hmm. a pull. What did they say, Captain? <laughs> I think you're right. I think the shorter tower is more dangerous. Then again, whenever we play this game, I always think to myself, boy, they're going to die any minute now. And then, like, an hour later, nobody <laughs> is still dead. I'm like, how are you still doing this? Hey. Oh, bugger. That one that I took it took out just You're made it so much. Son of a bitch. <laughs> How many levels do I have to go down? Uh, it has to be from below the top two, I believe, is the rule. I believe the top top two are are not legal. Success. Oh, you you run some uh, some uh, programs, run, run the transmission right through a couple of programs, uh, and you're able to make out <laughs> trapped supply closet research. A little spooked and getting impatient, and I say since we're here on a, I mean I'm just gonna, you know I kind of am in this just for the cash, for the paycheck for the cash. So 
let's just forget about the cruise quarters where we're probably just going to be getting some pickings anyway and and head down to the cargo hold where there's probably the big pay in anyway and get the heck out of here. So I'm getting nervous and... Yeah, cruise quarters, we could maybe find like a wallet full of, you know, with a credit, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking more of like personal items that that kind of thing we're not necessarily looking for the biggest payout we're looking for this or that but since my crew's getting impatient she makes a pole will follow her lead wow <laughs> okay that's very magnanimous of you yeah I don't want to die so I need somebody else to die first <laughs> wait what? You tip the Jenga tower, you die. Oh, yeah. The captain can just make people pull. She I just did. did. That's amazing. So. The navigator just like. <laughs> it's typically not done, but you know what? She made a proposal that if you make a pull, we'll follow. We'll we'll do what you want, and she went for it. So <laughs> who might argue? I mean, what, what do I even need to be here? You guys just run this yourself. I love it. It's awesome. Okay. So you guys are going to head back towards the cargo hold. Right? Yes. All right. So on your way back... <laughs> can Sylvie not believe that that just happened? or? Well, it's just... I don't think very hard before I do something. So if someone's like, hey, do this, and I'm just like, oh, okay, that works. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. It does absolutely work. Because at this point, you have now... Um, I'll give you guys a choice. Um, on your way through to the cargo hold, uh, if somebody wants to make a pull, they might notice something. Oh, Feel free to ignore it. Uh, we can continue on to the cargo hold if you'd like, but just throwing it out there. <laughs> He's going for it. Well, it's his MO. I got what I wanted. I'm curious about what happened on here. I bet somebody on board wasn't doing their duty. Like you always do yours. Mine and then some. Oh yeah, of course. Duty that you're not assigned. The bulkhead on the docking collar is closed. What's that mean? The the door that we came through. The door you guys came in, like the door that leads back to your ship is closed. Didn't you didn't close. close it. So we came to a T and we went right to the cruise quarters, yeah. turned yeah. back, and when yeah, we got to that T again, shut. that door that we came through is no longer open. Hmm. You go take a look? Yes. You come up to, uh, like, next to the docking collar, docking collar, there's a little window. You look out, and you can see the Devora drifting, not connected. Well, I thought you said everything went okay with the docking. It obviously was. We got on board just fine. Why is the ship not here? The only way that you could pull a ship away is somebody has unreleased <clears throat> the clasps that hold our ship onto theirs. As you're looking out the window... As the Devorah spins around, just for a second, you think you see something moving through the through the um, the cockpit area mm-hmm. where you got the the plasteel 
uh, uh, units that you can see through. You swear you saw a figure in there. I'm telling you that ships don't just disconnect themselves. This had to be done. It's not like ships just float off. You're on the same ship that I'm at. Do you see people here? Creatures? Anything? No. I'm, I'm just... You asked me why it's floating away. I'm telling you that in order to do that, there has to be someone on there. So we're not alone. Did I mention, too, that there there was the uh, elevator that went up and down, too, right? Yeah. I mentioned that. Just making sure. Right at the T, right? Um, it's just... Uh, it's It's like... It's right a little closer to the cruise quarters. Okay. It is right sort of before you enter the cruise quarters is where there's a little hallway with the with the, the vertical elevators. But then yeah, back this way is the cargo. So Alright. Alright. Well I guess we have to get this ship functional now. How far away is the Devora from us? Too far. Yeah, it's not far. But we can't get it. There's no way for us to get it. It's not like flying at this point. It's no, no, just it's, it's, it's not under power. It's just, it's like somebody went inside and pressed the button to disconnect. And and now it's just sort of... We're no longer coupled. Yes. It is uncoupled, but it is also drifting. So Okay. I wish I had a better grasp of space physics. Yeah, I know, me too. Like, if I was to be out there in space, because I can hold my breath for up to 20 minutes. You can but I don't think you can pull the ship back. Oh, I can't. But if I could somehow get in. But you can't <laughs> navigate it. She could try. Well, do we have comm links? You know, try and call the ship and see if somebody aboard would answer. I don't see the no, Harmon trying she means to hail them. That she's trying to go get it and then she can come back to him. Oh. And he could give me instructions. Well, right. that and okay. maybe trying to hail whoever <coughs> is on board of our ship wouldn't make be the worst idea. We'll put it this way. Mm. Getting across to the ship probably wouldn't be the bad part. Getting the in. The bad part would be, can you, can you just get in once you get there? Because if you can't right away, yeah. then you know, if somebody, if somebody was on the other side waiting to open the door for you and you could just <laughs> jump right in, you'd probably end up okay. But right, so that's probably not our best yeah, option. Probably not. At the very least, if you're going to do something like that, you should probably find some, su- some full environmental suits. Yeah. Which... A ship this size probably has somewhere. I see. That might full, be like full our EV, last resort. Right, full EV thing. suits are probably on board somewhere. Also, there's probably some uh, uh, some sort of escape pod uh, systems on board a ship this size. So it's entirely possible if you could launch an escape pod that would have a uh, long range broadcasting beacon that could call some help. Uh, or if it has good so we could like rockets, you could even get one little thing and get over to the ship. So. We're going to stop scavenging. Yeah. We're going to go look for an es- the little pod thing. You're going to look for an escape pod? An escape pod. Mm. I feel like we need to go down in the elevator. If we were able to find a like a, a dinghy pod, it's possible that I could bring it up to the Devora and dock with the Devora again. Mm-hmm. It's just that's getting there. Kind of what I was thinking. Right. Shadowy it, figure it has, inside whether or not it allows you to do that. If it's the kind that How has big are the good escape maneuver pods? rockets, how many people fit in there? It depends. Uh, usually, they're designed for <coughs> two occupants. I think. Okay, that's what I didn't know. So, because I made that decision. Yep. Let's say. Let's say. So, um, so you're going to head to the elevators? Is that the? We're going down. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So looking at the uh, elevator, um, there's only an up arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you are. In so where you're at? Um, so the the cargo hold. You know, this would be a lot easier if you had a ship schematic. Is the main thing, and with the power down, the elevator isn't going to work. Oh, yeah. So you're just going to have to bust open the elevator and go up and or down the shaft and hope that the elevator itself isn't in your way. Um, or there is probably maintenance tubes that run alongside the elevator. That's usually a thing. Um, so you could probably find a hatch to just climb up or down. Let's find um, the hatch. Okay. Uh, you locate one of those pretty easily. They're just, just, just to the left or just to the right of the elevator as usual. Um, and it comes open fairly easily. But once you crawl inside... I'm not crawling inside. Okay. Who is? Okay. That's your job, right? So you're looking for the escape pods, right? Mm -hmm. Hold on, let me check one thing. My bad. There is not escape pods on a ship this size. Okay. So then... Well, correction. You find one of the spots where there should be one. Because, you know, they're escape pods. They're scattered kind of yeah. all over. The escape pods have already been jettisoned. Okay, um, so there's nothing there. Right, you, you, mm. you find, you find the, the escape pod uh, thing and find that it has been activated. That would explain where the majority of the crew has gone. Because we haven't seen any there's body been... or any bodies. Right? No confirmed people. Right, the only thing you, you know, you <laughs> saw that shadowy figure of somebody over on your ship, and you got the radio transmission that definitely emanated from somewhere within the ship, because that was a short-range radio, so I mean that whoever radioed you is. We need to go back to the 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 transmission, and we need to find that person. If they are the crew members of the ship, they will know a lot more than we do, and they'll be able to point us in the correct direction. Is there any way to send them a transmission? I mean, you could, like, bro- you could yeah, broadcast, broadcast a, you could broadcast a message, but you're going to guess given how screwed up their message was. They said supply closet. You might know this. You're a navigator. You you deal with uh, the communication stuff sometimes. Uh, you know that the radiation is probably screwing with the communication signal. Best bet would be if you could get down to engineering or get all the way back to the back of the ship to engineering. You might be able to see what's going on with the reactor. You could a get the power back on, get in, get the environmental systems back on. They probably got entire ship comms back there. Right, and 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 perhaps if there's something wrong with the engine that's causing the radiation, like like the radiation is almost like like the shielding is off on the on the reactors. So he proposes that we go do that. Well, if 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 well, your goal I'm... is to communicate with whoever was making the transmission, you know. Uh, getting the reactor uh, or figuring out what the radiation is all about and it probably has something to do with the reactor might help clear up the communications. So if we want to find who it was or you know get in contact with who it was that sent that transmission to us or just you know try to send one out ourselves with the highest rate of you know them receiving it, we need to fix whatever's going on with their reactor. 
And while we're at it, I mean, if we're back there anyway, there's a possibility of just getting the ship operable again, if it's not too hiff. <coughs> I believe that's a good plan. Let's do it. Alrighty. So heading back through the crew's quarters uh, is... It gets more and more creepy, you know, now that you know, like... By the way, are we going to address the whole, like, somebody's on our ship? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's no, because we're all kind of in denial. <laughs> I can't we all saw that it, was but... Just the, that was just the... That's just going to happen later. The the seat that you normally sit in, that's just the outline of the yeah. There couldn't have possibly been anybody on the ship. He must have just not docked it correctly. That's what she's going to go with. <laughs> she's going to continue to assume that you're incompetent. <laughs> Like it. So as you go through the cruise quarters, you then reach uh, uh, sort of an R&R section. Uh, lots of uh, vid screens and uh, uh, games. Uh, ping pong balls floating around uh, in the silvery dust. The silvery dust kind of makes it hard to see too far in front of you, but uh, you make it past another set of elevators uh, to a couple of doors marked engineering. All right. This... This is the place. This is what you were after. Yeah, we're going to worry about the silvery dust now. Yeah, I was there. just going to say, is there any way to identify what the heck this is? We have our breathing apparatuses on. You so guys are working your breathing apparatus, to... so you're not breathing it in. No. And uh, so... It doesn't have the potential to clog your breathing apparatus. It hasn't you know, yet. It's, it's probably shortening the lifespan of them. I mean, it's, it's definitely clogging up the filters faster than you... Normally, you know, if you were in a clean environment, these filters would last a good long time. But like once we get the power back on, the gravity will come back. That might help. That would probably So that would be fine. So this is going towards that same mission. You're really staking a lot on that. Yeah, I know. I'm a little nervous. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So now you get to engineering. <laughs> so you've reached engineering. As you open it up, uh, this place looks very much like everything else. There's tools and pieces floating around everywhere. Um, so who usually fixes the ship? I couldn't tell you how to fix things, but I could tell you if something's broken. <laughs> so it's sort of a group effort, then, to yeah. keep your ship I feel like that's true, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna need... Two poles for two different things that need to be that are to be identified and or fixed. So a total of four poles, two each, or one for one and one for the other. Right now, it's it's to identify the problems. So we've got two separate problems. They each need a pole to sort of identify them. Then after that, you can decide if you want to deal how you want to deal with them. But oh, oh no. So I'll give you a choice. Do you want to deal with the power or the radiation? Power. So you find uh, the circuit breakers that have been blown out. Um, You know you could replace them. Uh, However, uh, in order to do it properly and to make sure you have things like the downstream applications shut down to the point that like you don't want to just like pop everything right back on and then, you know, It'll just overload the circuits again, uh, so you know, like you're gonna have to do some some 
fancy work to uh, to uh, install new new install the breakers and get every, all the systems back online one at a time, as opposed to uh, you know just letting them all mm-hmm. snap back into place and burn out another set, and or potentially just damage the uh, the systems downstream. I mean, you could just right right now, you know, you could just flip a switch and everything would come back on. But but you're afraid probably. that may have some deleterious effects on yeah, those we're gonna things. go with the carefully staging yeah. it back on yeah. the proper way. Yeah. Good good thinking. Go for it, Cap. Oh man. So you're working on that. Uh, we'll get to your success on that in just a moment. Uh, somebody else notice the other problem? Uh, the radiation? With the, r- the radiation? radiation? Uh, probably because I was the one to kind of identify what the problem might be. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Don't worry. You're all going to get yours. So okay. it's either do it now or do it in a minute. So I have nothing if not a I fair I two in a row. Fair and, fair and equal jackass, so. Uh. <laughs> it is wiggling, dude. Isn't it one hand? Is it? Uh, technically, according to the Django rules, yes. Oh. We'll let you get away with it this one time. Yes, yeah, according to the Django rules, you can only use one hand at a time. Only one hand can be in contact with the block at a time. Okay. So a lot of people will use the two-finger pinch. Okay. Uh, and you can feel free to do something with one hand and then switch to the other hand, but mm-hmm. uh, at any one time, it is only one hand on the tower. Noted. Noted. I was not Jenga, Sally. Mm. There's, there's the rules of the actual game, but... So I was... Not that there's much to it, but you definitely find, oh... There's a whole. There's several sections here of uh, the shielding, the radi- the shielding on the reactor uh, that has just been torn off. Um, Can we patch them? So it's like floating around in zero g. Yes. What so the you, heck tore it off? You identify where the panels are, um, and you could probably reattach them. You know, you've got a you've got a micro welder. Uh, you could probably reattach the shielding. It's not going to be the you know. It's not going to be up to spec, but it'd certainly be way better than it is now. Right. Well, let's have him do that. So. Can you do that? I can weld. You can weld. Let's have. Don't worry. She'll get, she'll get hers in a minute. <laughs> By not doing the, either of these two things, she has set herself up as okay. the prime candidate for the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Found a nice juicy one. <laughs> oh no! What have you done? What have I done? Still, yes. <laughs> Told you I'm shaky. Oh my Jesus. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non commercial, share alike for. 4.0
2.0 International License. All works discussed are the property of their respective owners. Our intro and outro music is by Idol Exhibit. Have a suggestion or just want to get in touch with us? Email us at mentallyuntable at gmail.com. That's mentallyuntable, no spaces or punctuation. You can like us on Facebook as mentallyuta. That's one word, mentallyuta. We're also on Stitcher and on iTunes. And you can find us on Twitter at mentallyuntable, M-E-N-T-A-L-L-Y-U-N-T-A-B-L-E. Thanks for listening.